0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of Bossing It, the weekly podcast for women in business brought to you by entrepreneurs Frankie Cotton and Lara Sheldrake. In this week's episode we're talking about how we set up Found and Flourish and the role of content in creating a radically effective business model. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy.
1: us, how we've built our business, Found and Flourish, um, and the strategies and techniques that we've used to kind of get to where we are. So we thought we would share some of those things and the strategies that we've been employing and kind of what we've learned and what's worked for us. Um, So with that in mind, Found and Flourish was an idea that came about when like Easter, yeah, 2017, Easter last year,
0: exactly April May time.
1: Yeah, so Laura and I were talking, and we both felt that there was um, there was an, we had a need for more community for um, us as women and as business owners based yeah. in London. So it was just an idea, and we thought, why don't we put on some events, get some people together, and start to grow a bit of a community of like minded people? And then it probably wasn't until the end of the summer when we actually took significant actions on mm. that idea, right? Until we'd actually kind of put together a website and started writing down and sharing our ideas with people. So that was probably what, September? Yeah, it must have been about September exactly. September, oh, 2018. Last yeah, year 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018. Oh my god, <laughs> I know. Half <laughs> oh, time is fine. I know. Um so yeah, with that in mind, the way the approach that we started out with was a content and community first way of building a business so this might to some people sound completely normal and exactly what they do and to others it may sound completely foreign Um, if you don't have a product how do you have a business and I I kind of I understand that but I think there's a couple of things that were certainly at play here for us one is that Lara and I both have backgrounds in marketing and although our skills are are quite different and we've got completely different experiences and everything else. We both really understand and have witnessed the power of community and an audience and of branding. So for us, that was really something that we wanted to kind of get right and that we knew would be a fundamental pillar of Found and Flourish and how we built it. And the second is a book called Content Inc. by Joe Polizzi, who is the king of content marketing. So even though I was familiar with content marketing and how it's crucial to businesses and how arguably every business is also a media company in this day and age and that you have to really take your branding and your media so seriously and how it can completely transform and grow substantially large businesses, and both of us have witnessed that in the companies that we've worked for. But the difference with Content Inc. is it takes content marketing and really flips the traditional business model on its head. So the idea is that rather than a traditional define what you're selling, the product, and then generate a sales and marketing plan, that because we live in a fundamentally different world to even like five years ago, let alone 10 or 20 that our business creation needs a strategy rethink. So what Content Inc. does is it advocates building your audience first and then creating your product. So essentially reverse engineering the traditional entrepreneurial model for better and more sustainable success. And when you stop and you think about it, it makes makes total perfect sense. Because why not understand your market first?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And then develop a product. because and there are so many benefits for doing that, right? Because you understand really what people really need. Mm. You have a completely different relationship with your audience and with the market. Because rather than thinking, how can I possibly fit this square peg into this round hole? How can I make my product fit the market need? You're really thinking, what is the market need? How, how are people engaging with my brand and with the content that I'm putting out there? And how can I develop even better products, which people, I know people are actually going to want to buy. And are engaged with, exactly and that. And that are already engaged with. So then when you do launch a product or a service or whatever it is, you already have a captive audience of people who you understand, yeah. you're communicating with regularly, and who you know absolutely need what you've since developed and created so when you actually stop and think about this model it completely makes sense and for me as a marketeer it was like music to my ears it's like all the things that I felt that I knew Mm -hmm. in my gut about how important branding and marketing is and community and audience and it just gave me permission probably to think actually no I can I can start a business and I can run it based on my own experience and and the expertise that I have and yeah. know that and know that there are other people out there doing it. I wasn't yeah. just mad.
0: I mean, I remember when we met up in Palm Vault those, those many months ago and we sat down and we talked about this idea of creating this community. And it was the first time I'd heard of Content Inc because you were talking to me about the book and explaining the um the, the sort of methodology behind it and it just made complete sense and it filled me with excitement because for me it was a new way of thinking right it, it made sense and, and like like you say when you read it you were just like this this is this <laughs> of course this is how you do it especially in this day and age when business is so competitive and everyone is online and we have an abundance of access to resources, information, insights, technologies, this way makes sense. But what what excited me was the, the idea of creating a brand and really thinking about how we want to communicate with an audience, not just an audience, but an audience that resonates with us, one that we can talk to because it's the type of message we would we would be able to relate to ourselves and i think mm. when you take away how are we are going to make money what are we going to sell what products are we trying to push when you take all that away and you strip it back to values what 's important what you're what you 're looking for out of a business or an experience, a community a network right you 're actually getting down to the real real crux of solving a problem and offering something that you feel isn 't yet offered, and I think that 's what I absolutely loved about this approach when you take away the money side and you 're just looking at what 's really important to you as a person, as an individual, as a founder, as an entrepreneur that's when you can be really creative and you can start building a business from the heart. And that all sounds quite kind of... But that's what really excited me. It gave me permission as well to think, okay, how do I want to communicate with an audience and a community?
1: But I think I think that it is... I think it is also a very commercial model oh, in totally. the fact that you're putting... You put metrics around the content that you're providing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no point in just creating content and for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with content marketing you know content is things like um articles blog posts a podcast instagram a posts content. exactly instagram pictures. posts anything like that so it's 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 information that is useful or that inspires something for the reader or for the consumer of that content whether mm-hmm. it's educational or inspirational or just en- simply entertaining yeah so that's the idea of content But yeah, by putting metrics around content, so whether you're looking at, okay, I need to generate 10,000 email subscribers for me to hit a breakthrough point at which I know that I've got a tone of voice here and a brand and I'm saying something that is so useful. I have an engaged audience who have given me their data, right, willingly, they've opted in and exchanged their email address for the information that I'm sharing with them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about looking at all of those metrics, looking at your social media metrics, Um, whatever you choose as a subscriber metric, whether it's podcast subscribers, email subscribers or whatever, and focusing on that and keep evolving, developing, changing, um, responding, I guess, figuring Mm. out what sticks, figuring out what people find really useful, looking at your Google Analytics, looking at where people spend the most time on your website, etc. What content are they engaged with and amplifying that and thinking, right, well, this content is solving this problem. So that's the problem that maybe we mm. should double down on okay and then beyond content how do we solve that problem is yeah. it about providing consultancy services is it about putting on events whatever it is you know you can still you find a way to monetize that opportunity and provide a two-way relationship with your audience and your community and your market and with with what your needs are as a business but in a way that's so much more Almost collaborative. Totally. And it makes sense yeah. for everyone. Makes, yeah. Your your audience are almost desperate for you to provide this product at the
0: point in which you create it and and make it accessible. Totally. Would you agree that it's almost a, a very low risk way of building a business? Because from my perspective, I think it this kind of, our idea came at a, a fantastic time, right? So that we, we decided to build this business or build this community when I think... My son Bodhi was maybe four, four or five months old, and you were consulting, but it wasn't necessarily the route that you were, you know, keen on con- continuing down. And to me, it, it's an, it's a really great way of finding your feet, finding your voice, putting your energy into something that, as I say, is low risk because it's not like you're you're investing lots of money in creating something that you then want to push out to market as you say, you're, you're testing the audience, it's a feedback loop, it's trial and error, it's creating content and then seeing, as you say, what sticks, what's being well received, and then building a commercial model around that. Mm. So I think for anyone who's currently working in a job, perhaps that they're not enjoying a nine to five, or they're running a business themselves that they're, they're not fully invested in emotionally, this is a really great way of trying something out without actually having to sacrifice your whole life or your whole job or your whole career doing something else. It's a really nice kind of slow way of trying of trialing a business does that make sense?
1: Absolutely I think you know when you look at what the outlays are financially they are it is very low risk you know you're looking at well if you're building out your social media organically then that's free you know creating and launching a podcast what is the cost of a microphone and Mm. you know there's fantastic editing software which is free um you know writing blogs etc so much of doing these things The cost, the only cost really is time. Mm. And I'm not saying don't take that seriously because this model takes a fuckload of commitment and consistency and perseverance, speaking from experience (laughs) and and perseverance and belief and all of these things. And yes, you're possibly delaying a revenue stream for maybe six months or a year, which can be difficult to exist in. I'm giving all of my time and energy into something which right now is giving me nothing in return. But I felt much more comfortable in saying, okay, I want to simultaneously do my market research and build my brand at the same time and invest my time in those things. And then develop the products from there rather than, okay, you know, if you spend a hell of a lot of time doing product development, that's also a big chunk of time too before you can, before you create a revenue stream also. So it's, it's not, I don't think the trade-off is necessarily as significant as it might seem, but it definitely needs patience and consistency. And if you give up, it doesn't work. Yeah, totally. What I find really interesting about this model too is so many businesses retrospectively look back and realize they employ the content ink model without realizing it at the time mm-hmm. so if you look at even the growth of influencers youtubers and bloggers who've created incredibly successful businesses i was listening to um to ran fishkin who is the founder of moz the seo software and consultancy business yeah. And he, I mean, amongst a whole other stuff that he talks about in his book, Lost and Founder, which is brilliant. But what he talks about is that he created this blog on SEO, which is what transformed Moz into the business that it became. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says, looking back on that, he literally says that would have been called content marketing, but he didn't realize it at the time. And I find it so interesting that actually when you look at longevity of a company, you've got to think how loyal are the customers how, how, do you, how do you really understand what your customer needs? And do you really listen and really care about what they want? Because that's what's going to work long term, right?
0: Yeah. It's so simple and it makes so much sense. But it's something that I think is completely overlooked when people get blindsided by having an idea of a product that they think, you know, um, solves a problem. But then doesn't think about, well, who's experiencing that problem? How are you going to convey that message to that person who's experiencing that problem so they think that you have the best solution? And Absolutely. it's working your way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, going, going back to your point on um, offering value, Gary Vayner, good old Gary V, um, who's an incredibly charismatic online superstar entrepreneur, he talks about the idea of building an audience and creating offering value you give them value you give them insight you offer knowledge that they wouldn't otherwise have and you do that on a consistent basis there is no way you will not succeed in growing that audience because they buy into what you're saying because you're you're offering them something they didn't already have you're solving a problem whatever that problem is if you look at you know your expertise, your passion, what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis that you can then share with other people to enrich their lives in some way? You know, if you just go completely back to basics and work with what you have, I think it's it's such a powerful method mm. if used in the right way. A hundred percent,
1: exactly that. Business is based on providing value to a customer, right? In its very basic form. How do you provide value to a customer so that they will exchange money for that for value? That value yeah. And If you don't have, if you don't even know if you have a market or an audience, and if you're trying to force something on them that maybe isn't quite the right fit, or if you don't really understand what they need or all of the, or if you don't know, as you were just saying, how to communicate Mm. your product benefits or your service benefits to those people, then at every stage there's possibility for, for failure ultimately. So Mm. the more entwined you can be with your audience, the more in that community you are, I think that can only be a good thing for for the sustainability of your business. The other thing which I love about this model, I could just wax lyrical about this forever. Um, And I literally, I give this book to friends and family. I give it to everyone. I recommend it. It's the first thing you told me about when we met. I know, and I'm not, not, I wish, no, I don't wish I was on commission because then that would taint it. Um, But the other thing I love about it is that there are a lot of people out there who I think have an entrepreneurial spirit or a desire to start a business, but they don't necessarily know what they can sell or what they want to sell. And it can be very overwhelming to think how, what kind of product can I create? Can it be scalable? What price point does it need to be? You know, looking at manufacturing things or if it's, you know, software as a service or whatever. But what this allows people to do is think, okay, well, what are my values? What change do I want to see in the world? Exactly. And start there and start small and start through content Start building an audience and then I think the products will make sense mm-hmm. at a certain point. And what this does is it gives a route for those kinds of people that isn't just a straightforward, not there's anything wrong with consulting, but isn't necessarily a straightforward, okay, quit your job and exchange your your time for money and you know maybe be a freelancer or build a consulting business. Nothing wrong with that, that's perfectly fine. But for people who think, well, I don't want to do that either, I want to do something more disruptive. And, you know, I really want to solve, work to solve this problem or make this change in the world. I think this model makes that
0: accessible. Totally. And I think that's such good advice. Starting small, having an idea, believing in that idea, and then just starting off small, creating some content around that and, and and testing it out. It's trial and error, isn't it? Putting it out to the audience and then just seeing how they respond and then tailoring it Depending on the feedback, I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's that's basically what you do in digital advertising and social media. When I was running Facebook advertising campaigns for clients, you don't just whack a thousand pounds on an ad campaign. You know, obviously talking small sort of startup clients, but you don't you don't whack loads of money on a campaign and define the audience they're trying to target on the first go. You start off small, you start with a smaller budget, you trial out a couple of different types of audiences, personas, you know, different age groups, demographics, and then you listen to the feedback, you see how it's responded, who's engaged with it, why have they engaged with it, at what time did they engage? Unless you test things out and unless you put it out there and start listening to who is responding and how your content's being engaged, you're not going to know how it's going to be most effective. And I think... That This model can be applied in so many different situations, can't it?
1: Yeah, completely. And, you know, if we look back at what's only been, you know, say eight months of Found and Flourish, we've developed our messaging, our branding so much in that time. Mm. And we've, because of the reception that it's had or because of people have engaged around certain things but not others or people have found certain topics that we talk about really, really useful for them. So... By doing that and by being really, really fluid, just A, just starting, just putting yeah. something out there, then being prepared to change it really quickly. You know, you've only got a small audience of, say, 100. You know, people don't care if you change your logo or change like, whatever, or your, or your website or, you yeah. know, they're, exactly. they're your fans and they love you for a certain reason and they're going to stick with you and you can they'll come along for that journey. And actually, that's a really nice thing too is when you look back and you think there are people who who engage with Found and Flourish from day one and that they've stuck with us. And that's Being so that wonderful because us, they're yeah. part of Family. the makeup yeah. of the business, right? right? And that is just such a powerful relationship to have with your community and with your customers. It's what, when I look back at some of the roles I had in in a more corporate environment where <laughs> um, marketing was like a tagged on department that I was brought in to create for a business that already existed. Okay, granted, they had very effective salespeople and everything else. And and the the industry and the business model was very different, but they were crying out for that kind of a relationship with their customers and didn't have have that because Mm. of the way the business had been built. Whereas if the marketing community piece, the brand piece was through the DNA, through the growth of the entire company from the offset. That would have completely changed totally. how their business had evolved yeah. um, and for the better, to be
0: honest. I've, I think that's a really interesting point. If you've nailed, if, if you've established your brand ethos, you know, your values, is, as you mentioned earlier, what's really important to you and how you convey that message. And if that is a continuous journey throughout your uh, your product life cycle or your or your business itself you're only going to be creating a deeper relationship with your audience and your community as you as your business progresses and I don't know if I'm articulating it very well but I think what's really important and that's something that we stay true to from the beginning or since the beginning is what is it that's really important to us and what do we want to offer other people, whether it's a sense of community, a family feel, a really inclusive environment, something where people go to for inspiration, to feel empowered. And that, that hasn't changed.
1: Mm.
0: And yet, as you say, staying fluid to how the business evolves, I think yes. is crucial mm. for its survival. Yeah, Because the only thing that's inevitable is change. And that, that's with society, culture, technology you know what people need and what people are looking for and if you can stay consistent but also fluid in accepting that you're going to change the business model is going to change and what people need is going to change then then what you offer can change with it if that makes sense
1: it makes complete sense and you're you're totally right you know it's it's not about changing the vision the idea of having a vision for your business is is that it's, it can almost never be reached, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's always something that's on the horizon that you're always working towards, but it's not something you can just tick off a list of a to-do list, no. and, and it's done, done. right? <laughs> it's always there, and that shouldn't, that shouldn't that change. That should always be that there should, well That's that always a constant. Yeah. But the way in which you conduct business can and should change you know, and it should be responding to what people need and what they want. And by following this model, I believe that I've become so much more content with knowing that I don't have all the answers, but the right opportunities will come. Because if you put the right things out into the world, and you put the right messaging out there, it attracts certain people, right? And, And it It creates partnerships with people you didn't even know existed that you've never been introduced to and people will come in into your business or maybe it's your first hire or a co-founder or whatever it is. These things start to happen but they only happen once you put the word out there and start communicating on these things and it attracts all of these opportunities around which you could never have planned for. Because you literally didn't know that they existed or that those exactly. people with those skill sets or experience wanted to work with you in that way. You yeah. had no idea until it happened. And that's amazing. And it's a really exciting place to be. Is I completely going, I have no idea how this is going to manifest, but that's okay. And that's actually how the world works. And that's fine. Exactly.
0: That's such a, a wonderful way of putting it. And it's so lovely that, you know, you can apply this methodology and then be content in not having all the answers and not knowing where you want to be in five years time for example and I think that is just such a lovely way to look at business.
1: Yeah and you know what on that note I wanted to mention a really lovely community which has also become um, a business and has recently been invested in. So Cowan Sage was working at Y Combinator which is a startup accelerator and in 2017 she started to spend her nights and weekends building Leap which some of you may have heard of which is essentially an online community for women in tech. So it was about answering difficult questions like um, how to fire someone, how to handle difficult conversations, um, when to raise funding, um, which investors are most friendly to women, questions like that for example. Amazing. And she built the platform as part of as part of Y Combinator but as it grew she started thinking about making it a standalone business so essentially mm. what we've been talking about yeah. here so taking a community um and and that content and actually thinking well how how can this grow into a business so essentially leap has now become alpha um which is an online platform for women to go in and answer questions i'm a member it's really great because there are some amazing women on there who've built incredible businesses or who are very high up in in tech and in startups who say ask me anything and people literally ask them anything that's amazing yeah so it's and like a forum yeah it's essentially yeah it's like a forum um so they've been funded um, and they're growing now, but I really think it's a really great platform for anyone to kind of get involved with. It's really helping to democratize information and advice for women in tech. So providing a, a safe environment for women to discuss and make progress, basically. So very much an organization after our own heart. So we massive, massively support yeah, Alpha that. and the co-founders, Kadran, Abadesi and Quan. Go girls, you're rocking
0: it. Yes, girls. Amazing and on that note, actually, we've had some really lovely uh, not not just feedback, but people messaging in and DMing us, um, suggesting other communities and wonderful groups that they're a part of. So, if anyone's listening and, and thinking that they've got a little tip or uh, a community or group they'd like to recommend to us, please drop us a message, email us, or DM us at Found Flourish. We'd love to hear your recommendations.
1: Great, and also we've got some upcoming events that we wanted to share with you. So. We're running um, a series all around International Women's Day. We are hosting some intimate interviews and q and a's with some incredible female founders within the London startup scene. And we're hosting those um, in partnership with Huckle Tree. They are on upcoming Wednesday lunchtime. The so first is on the 27th of February. Then we've got one on the 13th of March and one on the 20th of March. So if you go onto our website, you can find out all the details, register. They're going to be such great conversations. Yeah, really yeah me too. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. And we're bloody organising, yeah. I'm super excited. <laughs> um, so yeah get registered for those we've also just launched um our monthly meetups hugs and wine (laughs) where we essentially just come together and do exactly that um hug drink some wine and talk about starting businesses running businesses share notes collaborate um you know vent if we need to Mm -hmm. whatever we're all there to support each other so exactly the first one is on thursday the 28th of february and again you can find the details for that on our website and finally, we are doing a panel for International Women's Day, um, and we're doing that in partnership with Silicon Drinkabout and again with Huckletree. Now, that is on Friday the 8th of March at Huckletree Shoreditch, and it starts at 5pm. Um, we'll go on for roughly an hour or so. It's a free event. We're, there's going to be a panel of incredible female founders, um, and we're going to talk about going from Idea to creation. So, how do you take those steps, and how do you take your business idea and start to flesh it out, and start to get some traction and momentum? So, that's the topic of conversation. That's so
0: interesting, was not it? Especially after talking about today. Oh my god, I'm so excited yeah, again. I'm hearing <laughs> again, how other women have done it. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited.
1: I think sharing these kinds of stories just gives so much insight. I really do into the real life side of it. You know, not just what people want you to believe in the media, mm. etc. So really excited about this event um as i say it's a free event so do go onto our website and make sure you're registered um there'll be drinks afterwards networking um conversation all of that kind of stuff and of course you get to meet us there too so yeah that's our event series coming up do get involved
0: and we look forward to meeting you guys there yes we look forward to seeing you soon guys and thanks for listening as always, you can join the conversation by tagging us at foundflourish using the hashtag bossingitpod. If you have any feedback at all, as I say, please do let us know and don't forget to raise and review us on iTunes.
1: See you next week. Bye.